Pick a card, any card. The trouble is, can financial institutions convince consumers to pick their card? And if solutions lie in the smart use of technology and marketing, why are so many banks waiting on the sidelines to get going? To get to the bottom of it, we'll talk to Kelly Payne, Chief Marketing Officer at Mocha Financial. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate, actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus family of podcasts based in London, England. We've got a great show ahead, and we are privileged to have with us Kelly Payne. Kelly is the Chief Marketing Officer of Mocha Financial. Kelly has more than 20 years of industry experience, beginning in the late 1990s at Funds Express, one of the first internet banking companies in the U.S. He's also spent time at Casas a leader in the rewards checking field. Kelly has extensive experience in marketing, product development, and branding, and he is here to share his expertise with us. Kelly, welcome to Bankadelic. Thanks, Lou. That was quite an introduction. Uh, you're quite a guest, right? <laughs> so we were talking a little bit off mic about card programs and the ways that banks are missing out. Give us some insight into that. It's something that you deal with day in and day out in your work, and I'm sure you have a lot of very informed opinions here. Sure. Bank card programs are a primary source of non-interest income for financial institutions. And we know that Non-interest income today is under pressure because overdraft fees are under pressure. And even your bank card programs are under pressure from people like Venmo and PayPal and the Cash App, who are kind of siphoning off usage from traditional financial institutions one transaction at a time. So most financial institutions, frankly, ignore their card programs. They treat their interchange checks they get every month as mailbox money without thinking about how can I increase the size of this check? And that's a mistake. So they ignore their card programs? That does not make any sense to me. What's behind that? And how do they need to build a bridge to something that makes a lot more sense from a financial point of view? Well, I hope that ignore wasn't too strong a word. But yeah, they've been offering debit cards forever. 
And most of these debit card programs haven't changed in the last 20 years, but there are a lot of really kind of cutting edge features that some fintechs are coming out with and even some financial institutions are using. And if you're not getting on board with those, you're going to get left behind. And I imagine if they looked at their interchange checks over the last several years, they're either stagnant or declining. Bank card programs can be successful. And number one on your list is assess. So walk us through that. The first thing you have to find out is where am I today, right? So you want to audit your current program. How much interchange are you getting? What are your average interchange rates on business? Do you even have business cards? What are your average interchange rates on your consumer cards? Are they above or below industry averages? What about your signature versus your PIN ratio, which can affect interchange significantly? Is your interchange revenue per customer growing, declining, or staying about the same year over year? Then don't stop on the income side. What are your processing costs? Have you negotiated or renegotiated your processing costs in the last few years? Because processing costs have gone down as technology's gotten better. So you can see wide variability among processing costs. And if you can reduce yours, that's found money without any additional effort. And let's be honest, interchange is a nickel and dime game across large volumes. So small changes can make big differences. Absolutely. We're going from small change to small changes, which brings us to number two, reinvigorate. What's behind that? Well, after you audit your program, find out where you are today. You need to identify the gaps in your debit programs, because as I said, there are a lot of cool features that are coming out. So you have to do research. You have to look at what features are out in the marketplace that you're not providing. You know, are your cards contactless and compatible with the major digital wallets? That's kind of table stakes today. And this is a category of transactions that's rapidly growing due to the pandemic. So you really need to be there. If your cards are digital wallet enabled, or do you enable push provisioning, which means a customer can add a card to a digital wallet with just the push of a button? What about virtual cards? That's another area of growth. Do you provide card controls, such as an immediate card off option if someone sees a transaction that they don't recognize? What about real-time transaction alerts or real-time two-way fraud text messaging? How about cards for kids, which come with a larger group of card controls, such as transaction maxes and card curfews. Do you have real-time P2P or do you have a rewards program? So it sounds like there are a number of things that could go on the punch list here that you do those things, right? That sets up a foundation for success. Let's review. You've assessed. You're now going to reinvigorate, but that still leaves this third crucial step which is market. What does that require? That's the part that's going to scare most financial institutions because I know this will shock a lot of people, but you need to market your card programs. After you've audited your program and identified gaps in your program and taken steps to close gaps, you need to market your debit cards. I know a lot of financial institutions balk when it comes to doing any kind of direct marketing to their customer base, but it's something they need to get comfortable with today. Let me give you just a case in point. I signed up for a Chime account because Chime has been tremendously successful. So I kind of wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Well, I signed up for the account and I got 12 emails from him in the first 11 days. I got 21 emails over the first 22 days. Wow. 
basically telling me to use the card and encouraging me to set up direct deposit because they know if they get my direct deposit, they're going to get my card spend. If they get my card spend, they get the lion's share of interchange. So they are not afraid to market. As a consumer, did you feel that that was intrusive or, hey, they're just reminding me and sooner or later I'm going to reply to one of these messages? That's a great question. Being in the industry, I was more curious than finding it intrusive. I wanted to see what they were doing. But let's be honest, they're not trying to extend my car warranty, okay? They're trying to help me do things safer, do things in a more convenient fashion, make money or do things more profitably. So I know and they know they're trying to make money and they're trying to get my direct deposit so they get the line, share my interchange and they make more money. But these messages are helpful to me if I take the time to read them. Now, here's where I want to turn the focus to Mocha, right? You are looking at these different dimensions of card programs and the things that could be done better, the places banks are falling short. How are you trying to insert yourself into this process to produce these great improvements? Well, we're a card provider. We're a program manager effectively for banks and credit unions, primarily community banks and credit unions. And we provide card programs for fintechs as well. Our cards are very feature rich. Many of the things I mentioned, we have them. We have debit cards, we have credit cards, we have prepaid cards, we have gift cards. Our cards come with real-time transaction alerts, unlimited rewards. We have an immediate on-off function for the card. We have virtual cards. We have one-time use card numbers. So if you're on a site that you don't feel comfortable with and you don't want to put your card in, you just generate a one-time use card number, use it, and then the card number goes away. You know, we have two-way real-time fraud text messaging and things like this, things that help consumers keep their money safe. What we really do in addition is we do the marketing for the institutions. We take that off of their plates. Five areas that we excel. First is activation because activation is key. You know, you have to win right then. You have to make it easy to activate. A lot of people just have an activation sticker and say, call this number. That's fine. Make sure that you're activating the card and saying the pin is the first option. But today you can go online and activate a card. A lot of people are allowing you to activate a card in a mobile app. Make it super seamless and super convenient for them to activate the card because if they don't activate it, it's going to go in a drawer and you just wasted your time. The next step is to onboard properly. When they first get that card, you know, when they open the envelope and see the card, this is the time they're most receptive to your messaging. You know, they're excited, it's new, it's fresh. So you need to onboard and you need to have a plan in place to encourage greater use of your card. When is the last time that you got a marketing message about your debit card? I'm guessing never. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> I never have gotten one, that's right. You know, other companies like software applications and services do it. They have a whole onboarding series. If your card has all these new features like digital wallet compatibility, real-time transaction alerts, rewards, anything like that, you need to tell your customers about that. You're expecting them to stumble on them by themselves. You're in kind of for a long haul. So you want to onboard. You want to keep your card top of wallet, drive revenue, build usage, Give them a reason to keep using your card and onboarding is a key way to do that. Yeah, the onboarding is crucial. It reminds me, as you relate all this, of 
I kid you not. There's about three or four cards upstairs. I've been wanting to activate them forever. The stickers on them are kind of curled up because I lifted them up for a little bit and I thought, oh, I'll get to this later and it just hasn't happened. I have got to think that that is a super crucial step. And you mentioned some ways of helping people get past that step so that you know banks can win and the people that are issuing cards can win. Is there anything that really has been proven to work or that is working in this regard so that cards go from inactive to active? Let's be honest. If marketing leaders in the financial space are honest with themselves, they'll admit that some of the most successful financial institutions and fintechs market aggressively. Chime and Capital One obviously come to mind. People like that. And as we wrap up, the one thing that may occur to people who are listening, who are interested in what Mocha does, what you do, is not why, but it may be how, right? If you're facing all of those issues, you haven't quite assessed, you don't know how to reinvigorate, you have no clue where to start with the marketing, you know your card program frankly sucks, <laughs> but you've got to do something about it. What would you advise them as to where the best place to begin would be? I would say do your homework, you know, do your homework. There are people out there that can help you. Your state association can probably help you. You can always call MOCA, but you know, if you don't want to work with MOCA, just do your homework. Just do it, okay? <laughs> because your debit card program needs to be a shining beacon, not an afterthought. You need to lead with it. Yeah, and you're leading with it right here, Kelly. I want to thank you so much for being on Bankadelic, for making the time and really giving us some great things to think about when it comes to cards, card programs, and how to get the ball rolling. Thank you so much, Lou. It's always a pleasure. Kelly Payne is the Chief Marketing Officer of Mocha Financial. He is based in Austin, Texas. Be sure to look for Kelly on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. Sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, 
immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services, which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. <sighs> Kelly Payne of Mocha knows the card world inside out. Maybe there's room for a competitor at the table. But if I'm going to go head-to-head with Mocha, I'm going to need a good name. Hmm. How about... Lotte Financial is your go-to spot for credit cards, debit cards, and single-use cards that are good, and only good, for coffee. Java, homebrew, joy juice, cold brew, cappuccino, espresso, Turkish mud, whatever you want to call it. That's our business at Latte Financial. We'll also introduce you to our special midnight oil product. Why, it's the number one pick of pre-dawn hackathoners who know just how to drain a Starbucks app and use their ill-gotten gains to buy... Shh, Maxwell House. So slurp it, sip it, burp it, spit it, snort it if you like. We don't care, just so long as you avoid any barista tip jar jokes that end with Thanks a latte! Because here at Latte Financial, we've got you covered as in hot, hot coffee spilled all over your lap. And now, Bengalate presents... Three Bullseyes. Number one. Most financial institutions, frankly, ignore their card programs. They treat their interchange checks they get every month as mailbox money without thinking about how can I increase the size of this check? And that's a mistake. Number two. I know this will shock a lot of people, but you need to market your card programs. I know a lot of financial institutions balk when it comes to doing any kind of direct marketing to their customer base, but it's something they need to get comfortable with today. Number three. Yeah, they've been offering debit cards forever. And most of these debit card programs haven't changed in the last 20 years. But there are a lot of really kind of cutting edge features that some fintechs are coming out with and even some financial institutions are using. And if you're not getting on board with those, you're going to get left behind. And now, lose Views. On today's podcast, Kelly Payne talked about the numerous, you might even say limitless permutations of cards that banks can put out and the types of value they can give consumers. Kelly made the fairly influential argument that banks can do more, that financial services institutions can be more imaginative and proactive in their approach. I absolutely agree. There are many different topics related to fintech that we cover on Bankadelic. One of them is gamification, which makes me stop and think, what if a card had gaming elements to it and that that encouraged consumers to interact with their financial institutions in ways that are attractive and, yeah, fun. 
there's also the question of whether the cards themselves really target in on affinity groups as much as they can. And I think about what is being done by certain banks in the sphere of mobile home ownership, for example. What if there is a card product attached to that that really helps people to hone in on discounts and special offers related to that interest, that affinity group that they belong to? No matter what the case may be, Moving into the future, we have to do what we've always done when we face these types of crossroads is listen. Listen to consumers. Try to fill a need, not the need of the bottom line of the financial institution necessarily. We saw what happened with Wells Fargo. That doesn't work. But really getting to the heart of the pain points, the consumer's experience, trying to address them. It's the type of win-win that Bankadelic is all about that I enthusiastically support and that I hope the industry will take leadership with in 2022 and beyond. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and someday on my Vaudeville YouTube channel. Rink-a-dink-dink-in. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.